Pastor Judd, Central Christian is taking part in an outreach that's called Hope for the City. How did the idea actually get launched? Well, Hope for the City was um, an initiative that we started years ago that was really uh, directed at just meeting the needs that were right in front of us. It started as a small food pantry, and then it grew and it grew and it grew, and um, eventually it, it became the largest food pantry in our state, and so it just began to take on a life of its own. Who was involved with this uh, besides your church? Well, it primarily started from our church, and our church has been its primary supporter. Uh, at this point, more and more community partners have stepped in. It's become um, uh, hope for the city. It's sort of grown into uh, something much larger in, in scale and scope. So with the arrival of the pandemic, uh, how much more important and critical did hope for the city become? Well, I would say before the pandemic, um, we we had just the year before, we were kind of blown away to realize we were the largest food pantry um, in uh, our state. And when the pandemic hit, we served more food in the first two weeks than we did last year. So, you know, like it was just unbelievable uh, to be serving more food in a week than you did in the year when you were the largest in the state. I mean, that's an amazing, amazing thought. That is incredible. You've got good resources. I guess you have good contacts with, with food suppliers and so forth. Yeah. So, we, you know, we partner with an um, uh, organization called Three Square that is uh, the local food bank that's connected with Feeding America. And um, so, you know, they had uh, ample amounts of food that were available. And we started these pop-up food distribution sites um, across every elementary school parking lots, anybody that would take us, you know, like we, we, we sort of strategically had the city mapped out and went into uh, different environments and began to serve uh, food. Uh, literally two days after the shutdown, I was out in the food lines putting food in the back of cars. So, I understand, if I understand correctly, that food deliveries are also being made to the elderly and some of those really at risk for COVID-19. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been delivering um, food and supplies to people, uh, thousands of deliveries at this point, and I've just basically taken a posture that says anybody who has a need, if they reach out to us, if we're able to do it, we'll do it. You know, and so um, we've been partnered with some local organizations doing that. We've partnered with uh, some other churches doing that, and uh, just continue to do everything we can to try and meet needs around us. Is there also a, a drive-up capability where you have something like in a big parking lot or something? Yeah, so everything, every, most of our food, pop-up food pantries will come in and we'll, um, you know, we'll have a, a whole lot of food to distribute for that day. We'll have some tents for shade for the volunteers, and then it's almost exclusively drive-through. So it's, it's everybody just drives through. Uh, we tell them to pop their trunk. You know, we put the food in so that way there's not uh, any unnecessary um, contact or uh, exposure to other people. And the church has also been helping first responders, I understand. Yeah, one of my favorite things in all of this is when, um, so our, we have some campuses that uh, meet in different states across America and beyond, but uh, our original location is in the city of Las Vegas. And when the major casinos shut down, um, they had this huge amount of food that had to be refrigerated, and it was almost impossible to refrigerate it to keep it long term. And so um, we were able to distribute that almost immediately to all of our first responders and medical workers and others, which was really cool. And then since then, 
we've realized that at kind of at different levels, they're all, they all have their own needs. Many of these medical workers, especially in hotspot kind of areas, literally they don't have time to go to the grocery store and get things for their family. And so, you know, we've been um, uh, really privileged to be able to support them in that way. Is there help available for people who have become really discouraged with, I don't know, being stuck at home or maybe having lost their job or maybe, you know, in an actual state of depression? Is there a way they can out reach out and get some help? Absolutely. Um, we have started a ministry that uh, has been really uh, powerful for us and I think made, uh, you know, a huge difference in the lives of people. And it's called a 24-hour church. They can call or text 24 hours a day, a simple number, um, 1-888-805-2778. And uh, we've got staff and volunteers that are just on the phone 24 hours a day, actually talking to people all over the world now, just trying to bring hope and encouragement, let people know they're not alone. Again, pray with people any way that we can uh, just uh, share some, some light and some love with them. As a pastor and also as a, a leader in the community, how do you see this pandemic changing life when we eventually get on the other side of it? Well, I definitely feel like we're uh, we're in the wilderness, so to speak, spiritually. And, uh, you know, God does some of his greatest work in our lives in the wilderness. I think we learn lessons. We face tests. We go through, uh, we face outsized obstacles that, uh, that literally have the power to change uh, our perspective the rest of our lives. And that's my hope and prayer for all of us. You know, I do believe we will come out on the other side. I do believe God is going to be true to his word and he's going to see us through. Um, but I hope we don't come out the same, you know, and I hope things don't just go back to normal in our hearts. I hope we're different in a good way. I hope we're more mature. I hope we're more dependent on God. I, I think a test is often when God takes away something valuable and replaces it with something priceless. And, you know, when you're in the wilderness, it can feel like a lot of valuable things are being taken away. But I think he's also trying to replace um, that with something priceless, which is his presence and greater dependence on him. And I hope that's the lesson that we take forward the rest of our lives. As Christians, what is the best response when people who don't know Christ might ask us, okay, you're a Christian, why is this happening? Well, I think that's a meaningful question and, and an important question. And what I usually tell people is, look, we live in a broken, fallen world. Um, you know, the Bible addresses that reality uh, very clearly. Uh, nowhere in its pages does it assume that there won't be suffering in this earth. It's, it's talked about, it's discussed. And the Bible actually sort of shifts the question a little bit and says, look, we're all going to suffer. We're all going to struggle. So we can ask why, and it's an important question, but there may be an even more important question, which is who? Who do you trust in the middle of pain and suffering and difficulty? And um, that's the question that moves us towards faith. So my encouragement you know, to people who ask is to just say, look, uh, the Bible is very clear in, in the way it sort of addresses the brokenness in our world. And, you know, let's 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 move. We can get paralyzed with the why question or move towards like, who are we going to depend on and trust in this season? Pastor Judd Wilhite, we sure appreciate your talking with us. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor and privilege. 